This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, this is Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for joining me today in Hapnahus at the Reykjavik Art Museum in the very center of the city. And as you can hear, maybe, I'm in quite an oppressive space. I'm in a white cube that has been repurposed by the artists Klaus Leipnitz and Renata Fizaka who are two artists who've created a space and exhibit called Doom Loop. And we're going to get into exactly what is happening here. Welcome to Roof English Radio, to both of you. Thank you, thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Great to talk to you. I wonder where we start with the description. We'll talk about the soundtrack, which is playing in the background as part of the conversation, because it's a key part of what we're watching here. But I'm standing in front of two video projections, and I can see both of you standing here in a body of water, dressed very formally with fires burning in front of you. So shall we start here as we talk about Doomloop and you can explain what your part is in what we're seeing here. I'll quickly just I think it's important to just note it that that is a video piece although it consists of seven video works mm. it is a one piece and it's like a 32 minute experience and therefore like we're gonna start now with there's no particular order how do you have to experience them but let's say in this time as you're here, we're going to start with the fire uh, video and maybe Renate can tell more. Yeah, well, the fire video uh, consists of two channels where two people are kind of have been placed or two characters have been placed in kind of uh, environment of decay mm. and sort of um, are surrounded by really nature burning so and they are trying to like figure out their place mm. in there and kind of um, observe their own oblivion so like i feel like it maybe questions if maybe they are in fault of what's going yes. on around them because they i mean you you two but the characters that you portray here i suppose you are watching this very dispassionately you are both part of what's happening but also apart from it it seems definitely i mean throughout all the videos we do we create these characters and we we influence and you know make them out of of how we observe this ourselves and societies around us and mainly as well just uh the ones that are holding affluence in like social and and religious hierarchies uh, so we do it's almost like an, as an aftermath, so they do represent both the individual in, and the one causing uh, the action. Now the work is called Doom Loop, and of course there are loops when it comes to climate change and, and, and those systems, but I, I guess that term could be applied, maybe you can tell me if you think that term can be used in other ways, in other contexts as well. I mean, I think it really can be used in anything that has to do with nature or human, anything where humans place themselves or not only humans, but also it happens in nature, of course, decay and natural cycles. But we were thinking of Doomloop as maybe in a rather uh, decaying way, as like the, when the negative force is being reinforced and how it affects another hap happening, really, and how that enforces another one. So it kind of is like seven different happenings. Yes. Now, on a, another screen here, as you say, it's all part of one piece, but on this screen we can see you, I'm assuming, as Adam and Eve, which would explain the nudity. 
Uh, definitely. Uh, we do, in this show, we do borrow stories from Bible and do uh, borrow structures of, of church. And this is the one work that we we take the concept of Adam and Eve and uh, the structure of it, of the story, but then we implement the our day problematics with, you name, fa you name it, just fast fashion, search yeah. for identity, and we just create that work so it, it can be perceived with layers and layers and layers and layers. Um, because instead of forbidden fruit on the tree or instead of any kind of fruit, you've got a variety of garments. There's clothing, there's jackets. You mentioned fast fashion there. Is that the modern temptation, do you think? I mean, yeah, I guess it's going through large amounts and trying to look and trying to look for new identities, how to reinforce yourself. And I think that's also what this Adam and Eve is doing. They're trying to find kind of identity yeah. by trying on different clothes. And then they end up becoming these characters that are represented in the other videos. Now, you're both from Latvia. Because this piece and this exhibition has, as one of its themes, surveillance and I guess authoritarianism to a certain extent, you don't look old enough to personally remember when Latvia was under communist dictatorship, but I, I imagine your families will have experience of that. Does any of that come into this exhibition, either your own memories or your family's or friends' memories of that? Definitely. One of our, our concepts and themes that we work and collaborate and, and been doing with the works before is inherited memory, and we do take into account both growing up in a post-Soviet country, how that has shaped our identity, plus growing up in a hard, some, me being more hardcore Christian, uh, Renat being more in Catholic. We take those um, experiences, personal experiences, try to put them in a broader context and, and then work with them. And also, it's a very interesting question because we actually did the show specifically touching these kind of subjects called Traces of Red, and that was our first time when we actually worked together, where we became like post-Soviet kind of people and imagine how it would have been just by tracing like the information that has been passed through our family to us or like information from furniture, movies, all of that, and creating these like, um, yeah characters and it's like the whole phenomena phenomena I'm sorry that's a tricky word for many people who speak English I wouldn't worry about that exactly the phenomenon of how you feel in your body inherited memory right something you haven't experienced you feel it genetically and so that has been our interest and 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 we've been trying to understand it and and yeah bring it bring it into spotlight yeah, that's how we, actually that was the seed for this exhibition, this question, how does a religion leaves effects in your body and how does it look like? That's where it really started. And I suppose a lot of authoritarianism can feel a bit like a religion, certainly the, the Soviet era was governed by a kind of philosophy which people had to believe in as if it were a religion. True. But now I think it's capitalistic society and living in capitalistic structure, and that's yeah. where we kind of like, this you, is... Do you think that as well, that that's the new religion? I would absolutely agree. And it's like the, the interesting part is this clash, because we are just... The Soviet Union collapses, capitalism takes over, and we are the generation with one foot in the past yes. and one in yes. this future. So. Uh, absolutely, yeah. But and it's, a, it's a more difficult one because, unfortunately, I think that's what we are also 
trying to show that there are very limited ways. You can't, there's no really a exit from capitalism. Yeah. So that's what we tried to research, like how to exist with this guilt being part of the system. How do you think Iceland fits into that then? Well, I think Iceland has, I mean, we all are participating in being in capitalist uh, society and capitalist world, of course, but they don't have a history of communism like we do. So I think it's rather of that what we as, as artists of a foreign origin are bringing here, you know, educating maybe even, you know, and, and, and representing that part of the world that we live in and, and talking about sharing that experience of being post-Soviet uh, generation. I think wealthy country, any wealthy country, has a lot of complexities, right? So, uh, and moral corruption, I would say, because everything is, no matter how you want to turn, as we can see in the current political situation, there is a kind of like a moral compass is going a little bit off. <laughs> this exhibition has been running here in Reykjavik since I think October. What sort of response have you had from visitors to it? We've been very lucky and very, very grateful. As you know, as a matter of fact, this is the 50th, so it was a very even special 50th show in these in this series in this album. It's been, yeah, we've been very, very grateful. And I mean, the main goal is to start the conversation, have these thoughts and um, around the concept and that has been paid off and at least, you know, from, from the responses we've heard. And this runs until the 11th of January 2024, I think I'm right in saying. I know you're very proud and justifiably so of the soundtrack that is playing. So tell me a little bit about that. Soundtrack, yes. So we wanted to go for more ambient experience. So we invited our friend, dear friend, Tuom Slastovskis, um, to create soundscape that would um, complement the show really and take you but not over take it but really take you into this experience so yeah Klaus do you want to go into technical detail we were talking about like we gave him assignment how to create like a uh, at the beginning like a choir music by crew by using just electronic synths but then we kind of dropped that idea and it turned into this but it's all like a manual uh, synth work? No, exactly. I mean, the, it was in collaboration with Tuoms. It was very clear tasks. We are still, as well as we're doing with video works, layers and layers and layers. And so we take these structures, we take um, uh, church choir music as, a, as an influence, and then we Tuoms and his skill and his creative part is then uh, manipulating or, you know, the, the sorting it and working with these lines. So, and then we have this sound of fire as the origin and then how we can not make it literal and have that support, you know, collaborative support between videos. So it's like these layers and layers that he he take from the, the original point is the so, sound that you will associate with and recognize, but then he's like, Taking the put taking to the next level. It sounds very elemental. It sounds like the the sounds of the universe in a way. I'm put in mind of Cosmic Pulses by Stockhausen at this point, which is probably quite high praise, I would say. Absolutely. I mean, the, the if you imagine just all these processes, maybe you know, maybe it's a bit my subjective, but when I think of the show with the sound, it is the sensation of of the movement of the earth when you experience it outer than the space, and the sound is supporting kind of this idea. Then everything is. 
kind of slowly collapsing. And then at the end of the show, you see, no spoilers, but you see as well that, that movement, that motion where everything comes into one. Well, we have visitors in the space at the moment, so I don't want to spoil their experience. And also, I thought if we walk out at this point, it'll be possible to hear the difference that the soundtrack makes, because, of course, it will disappear um, from our conversation and from our recording. So this all continuing to take place, Doom Loop uh, continuing here at Hapnerus until the 11th of January. Thank you both very much indeed. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you today. It's Ruve English Radio. I'm Darren Adam, and you can get in touch with us anytime. English at ruv.is. There is more from Ruve English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Ruve English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Ruve.